So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have an amazing, amazing show lined up for you. I get the greatest of the greatest entrepreneurs that come on and agree to have a chat with yours truly so that you can pull the value, get the tips and understand their secrets on how they became as successful as they are. That is the whole purpose of this show. It is a show for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And that is my mission is to bring on just the best of the best so that your time is very valuable and I get that. And so is ours. The thing is, is how do you find that recipe for success? And I have done countless number of these shows now, and I'll tell you each and every show has a recipe for success. All you need to do is simply follow it, just like cooking or baking a cake, which I've never done, by the way, and I'm sure I could do a very good job if I had a successful recipe. And tonight, you're going to get just that. The Mind Body Business Show. What is that all about? In my now 56 years on this planet, uh, actually the last 10 or so of that, I began studying only successful people because I was curious, what is it about them that made them more successful than me? Uh, what was it? What were the thing, what made them any, you know, they're a human being. They put their pants on or their shorts or their, you know, okay, we'll go pants or shorts, one leg at a time. I was gonna say dress, but that, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the thing is, they're just human beings like all the rest of us. Why are they different? Why are they seeing such greater success? And I found over this course of studying my my personal mentors, coaches, uh, speakers, authors, uh, some that are alive, some that are not. After I finished studying, and I'm not never finished studying, but after studying for over a decade, three, three patterns developed that kept trickling to the top. They all had these three things in common. And you might guess what those are. Yes, the very name of the show. Mind being a very powerful, and flexible, the key being flexible mindset. Now these are learned traits. So don't worry if you weren't born with a powerful and flexible mindset, that there's good news. It's you can attain it. I've done it and I'm here to tell you it is achievable and it's not too difficult to do. And there's body. That's literally about taking care of your body. All successful people I studied, took care of their body. They were not, if they were guys, they weren't bodybuilders. They weren't like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. They took care of themselves by exercising on a regular basis, you know, not to get massive and chiseled, but to stay healthy. And also they ate high nutrition and drank uh, high nutrition uh, liquid that served them. And for ladies, you don't have to be a supermodel and, and be thin and a size, whatever you want to be, uh, to claim that you are in shape to become successful. Just Take care of yourself and exercise on a regular basis and eat well and treat just treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated, which is extremely well. And then business, that is oh, multi, multi, multifaceted. Uh, business, uh, all of these successful people had mastered the skill sets that are involved in building, running, and growing 
successful businesses. These are skill sets that include things like marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I mean, I could go on all night. There are so many. Now, here's the thing. I don't, I personally believe that no one person on this planet in a lifetime could master every one of those skill sets. There's many more beyond what I just mentioned to, to, you know, build a, a successful business and then take it to the next level. The good news is one of those skill sets I mentioned just a moment ago, if you master just that one, well, guess what? That's what the successful people have done. And what is that one? It is leadership. Once you have mastered the skill set of leadership, you can now scale your business by bringing in others and delegating to those that do have the skill sets that you have yet to acquire. Maybe you never need to. Hopefully you don't have to acquire all of them because like I said, it'll take a long time. So that's the Mind Body Business Show. And another wonderful thing about successful people is to a person that I have met, that I've studied, they are all also very voracious readers. And with that, I want to very quickly segue into a short segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yeah, there you see ReachYourPeakLibrary.com on the side. Now, real quick, real quick word of caution for everyone, and that is just stay with us. In other words, resist that temptation to click away or to type it in and go check it out while the show is going on. Because here's the thing, and I say this from stage all the time, back when I could speak from stage, that look, stay in the room, virtual or physical, because you know what? The magic happens in the room. I would really, really hate for you to be watching and listening to Rachel as she's giving us these incredible golden nuggets of value. And then we mention a resource, either she does or I do, like a website. I would hate for you to go looking at that at that moment and then be distracted so much that you miss the very one tidbit of information that could have changed your life forever. So do yourself a favor. This isn't doing me or Rachel any favors, but do yourself a favor and get out that old fashioned parchment thing called paper and that old fashioned writing instrument could be a pen or a pencil or your favorite note taking uh, apparatus of choice. It could be notepad on your computer, but just type in the note and then come back to us, you know, write it down, come back to us, stay with us throughout. Uh, enough said about that. That is just my tip for you. And not just for this show, but anytime you're about to learn something, be, be present for yourself. All right. Reach your peak library. That is actually a website I had developed with you in mind, the entrepreneur, the business person at any stage in your, um, your trek for success, whether you're just starting out, whether you already have a lot of success, maybe you have just a little bit, now I put together this library of books that I personally have read and vetted. Uh, this is only the library of books that had impact on me, either in business or in personal relationships or both. Uh, I've read many more than that on this list. So you're seeing the best of the best from my eyes. So at least you can go to a place and know that it's at least vetted by one other successful entrepreneur, thereby reducing the chances that you're going to be wasting your time reading a book that doesn't have impact. So that is there for you as my gift to you. Uh, those buttons all go to Amazon, so you can grab the books from there. 
and that's it it's there for you grab a book the first one that jumps off the page you don't need to scroll through them all they're not alphabetical they're just thrown in there as i went through and said here put these books up there and they just put them in there and i didn't care as long as they're there uh just grab the first one don't waste your time scrolling through all of them and take action and do it as soon as you possibly can and talking about as soon as you possibly can it's time for brian to stop yakking and for us to bring on the reason you're here and that is to bring on our special guest expert it's time for the guest expert spotlight savvy skillful professional adept trained big league qualified And there she is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Rachel CB. Hey, Brian. <laughs> so nice to be on the show. Thank you for having me. You've oh, been incredibly thanks. organized. <laughs> oh, there might be a reason she said that. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We're going to find out. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. I, I do. I so appreciate you taking your valuable time to come and share your valuable gifts with our audience. And, uh, you know, just talking to you before the show, I could tell that is your mentality is one of serving. You love to serve and help others. And that's what makes you tick, so to speak. And it's interesting that I've been doing this show now for a little over two years and every single one of them has a similar mindset. And that's one of the secrets to success in my humble opinion is to be, you know, have an attitude of serving not just how do I make money? We have to make money, don't get me wrong, but uh, as long as the focus of why we do what we do is about helping others, I think you'll become a lot more successful than if you didn't. I don't know, what do you think, Rachel? You agree with that? I definitely agree. The secret to living is giving, and I love what I do. It's because I help so many people, and it's absolutely lucrative, but, but number one would be just helping people get organized and helping people shed limiting thoughts and beliefs. It's, it's just a gift that I have. And it is, I love serving and I love my job. And I love that you brought up gifts and you know, you're one of the rare, unfortunate, rare people that knows that you have gifts, have identified what they are, but took it another level and put them in action and exercise them in a way that helps others. And you, you shared your gift, you are sharing your gift. And we're gonna talk about more in depth what Rachel's gift really is because we're kind of teasing you right now, uh, kind of skirting the, the surface. Uh, what I wanna do is formally introduce you, Rachel, let people get a little bit of back. It's gonna take a couple seconds. It won't take that long for those of you watching and listening. And right before I do that, before I do that, I wanna remind everybody real quick, if you stay on watching this show on live, on live video, all the way to the end, then you will earn a chance at winning a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. All compliments of, if you're watching, you can see it up on the upper right of the screen, thebiginsidersecrets.com. Our buddy Jason Nast and his company, they provide this wonderful gift to us that we give, get to give away every single week. So stay on to the end. You don't want to miss a thing, not just for the prize, but because of this amazing young woman, all the nuggets she's about to impart upon you. Speaking of this amazing young woman, Rachel is a life coach, strategic interventionist, I love that, and professional organizer. Rachel organizes homes 
and living spaces for residents and business owners in the San Francisco Bay Area, California. She has experience with projects of all sizes, everything from decluttering small collections to extreme cleaning for the entire home. Rachel is the host of the Hordganize podcast. That's all one word, Hordganize. I love that which provides free organizing tips for people who struggle with clutter. Oh my goodness, I think that includes everybody on the planet. You have a great wealth of clients to pull from. I love it. Now, formally, officially, welcome to the show, Rachel. So happy to have you here. Um, this is going to be a fun, fun ride. What I wanna do is start out by first, you know, acknowledging that you have this incredible gift of helping people to organize because I know I am, one of the most, I, this is a self, uh, self-assessment. I'm one of the most unorganized people on the planet. I know I could do a lot better. Uh, and I, I just know that there's room for improvement and then an organized person can probably get a lot more done and be more productive, uh, and just live a, a more, uh, clutter-free life, if you will, <laughs> in the mind more than anywhere else. But what I like to find out more is just that the mind for you, Rachel, you know, these are, it's great that you do what you do. You've helped so many people and, and that you have these gifts. But when you get up in the morning and you know that there are going to be challenges that come in front of you each and every day, as, as it does every entrepreneur that's ever uh, ran their own business and knowing that, that you're going to be seeing these challenges one after the other. What is it that's going on in your beautiful brain, in yours, that is what is going on there that is motivating you, keeping you driven to keep going yet another day through all of these challenges? I like to start out my day with a routine. I know you've had people on your show. I know a lot of successful people do this. I literally wake up earlier than anybody else. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Just, I know it's sometimes later, but just to have some time by myself, <laughs> without, you know, being a mom and without being a business owner to really just get grounded because I do work on really large, high stress projects. And, um, and there's so much emotion involved when you're doing a large hoarding cleanup job that you want to go in with a positive mindset. Um, so every morning I, I definitely practice deep breathing, breathing techniques, just relaxing, meditation. Sometimes I'm just taking my dogs on a walk, but I really like to have at least an hour to myself every single day to prepare for the day and to spend some time on gratitude. You know, I usually like to think of at least three things that I'm absolutely grateful for. And I just like to really start my day on a positive note. I noticed that, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, things like watching the news um, and things that get you really upset or excited first thing in the morning aren't, aren't very helpful. So um, I know something that just motivates me and gets me going for the day is just thinking of what I'm grateful for. Um, I like to remember some of the past things I've been through, too, as well. Just like, oh, my gosh, you've done so well. You've gone from here to here. Ooh. And um, I just like to appreciate myself in that time. And then just starting the day positive is is a huge factor, I think, for successful people. That's phenomenal. And I love I love every bit about it. And yeah, you're very astute that, you know, you saw that other people we've had on the show do the routines as well. That's the thing. That is one of the patterns I have noticed of success is that almost every single entrepreneur I've ever run into that has 
um, seen a good deal of success has a routine. And what I like to say on the show all the time is like, look, you just heard what Rachel's is. She gets up at 4.30 in the morning. Doesn't mean you need to. Do what works for you is the bottom line. But she goes through some breathing exercises, relaxing exercises, meditation, uh, maybe walk the dog, an hour of, of me time for her, and then go through at least three items of things that she's thankful for, gratitude, and, and then reflection on the things. Did you notice that she's talking about she goes, then I like to think about what I've, what I've been through, what I've done. And I was, I was like really getting interested. What is she going to say to this? And it was all about her accomplishments, positive things. Did you notice that, that you was watching and listening? Uh, take note of this. This is, you have no idea how important what she just said. What she just said is already a life changer. And I, I'm getting goosebumps over it because it's that important. The mindset is the cornerstone. It's the foundation of your success or lack thereof. Boom. All right. So fantastic. Thank you for that. And here's the thing. Uh, I've also heard, <laughs> it's interesting, other entrepreneurs, so I don't want to guilt anybody here in saying that their routine is that they have no routine, that they thrive on the, uh, not the unknown, but um, I'm trying to think of the right word, but on, uh, uh, it'll come to me, variety. That's it, variety. And, you know, that's, that's just in, an artifact of an entrepreneur. That's the way our brains work. We love the unknown. We love risks. And so some can get started by routines. Others can get started by not having a routine. More often than not, though, I, from my personal experience, they do have a routine each and every morning. And an hour, that's a great reset time. I mean, you, you get up at 4.30 in the morning. It's about bedtime for you right now then, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. My son teases me all the time that I'm like asleep at 830. <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> really lame. Yeah. I don't have that exciting of a life, but I'm happy about it. You know, but, but do you? I mean, I, I'm sure you do. It's your life and you've chosen it. And what goes on past 830? You know, really? Most people are yeah, sitting exactly. home. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Most people are sitting home probably watching TV until they just get so tired they can't watch anymore and they go to bed. Um, so really you're doing in my mind, I, I look, I love the outliers. I love the people that do it differently. And 430 isn't wildly different. It's painful for a lot of people, including yours truly, but I'm more of a night owl than a morning person anyway. So it, it's just do what works for you is the bottom line, whatever it is you. So what I recommend is people, you can test by trying exactly what Rachel says she does. I mean, all the way down to getting up at 430, see how that goes for you. Be sure to go to bed at 8.30 or sooner <laughs> to make sure you get enough sleep because that's vitally important. Um, in the beginning, we talked about uh, bookmarks and the importance of reading. And I was just curious. I think I, I might know the answer to this just because you're on this show and everyone that comes on the show is, would you consider yourself also to be an avid reader? And what, if so, what what's a book that really comes to the surface if you were to think about it right now? I am an avid reader. And I absolutely love uh, Brene Brown. I, I saw you had some Grant Cardone on there. I think yes. he's amazing, super high energy. I've seen him. I go to a lot of self-help things as well. I'm sure everyone else. Right now I'm reading this book, TED Talks. And um, yeah, you know, I do a lot of speaking events and I've never had any professional training. And I thought, when wow. I saw it at the bookstore, that it would be just a fun read, you know, to get some pointers and some tips and not even because I want to be on TED Talks, which would be fantastic, but just to have that level of quality when I give my presentations. 
Yeah, you're further honing your craft, always working on yourself. Always. This is these are keys to being a successful entrepreneur. And to many, including yourself and myself, Rachel, may seem subtle and not even worthy of discussion, but they are powerful because these are the little things that successful people do that those who are not successful don't even think to do in most cases. Yes, no, I agree. And I spend a lot of time also listening to books on audio, which I recommend to a lot of people because you can do it when you're driving, you can do it when you're doing laundry or decluttering or organizing. <laughs> and you're kind of double duty, you're making like you're totally maximizing your day by, you know, learning and listening and, and growing just while you're on your way to the grocery store or so I'm constantly cramming anything I can learn about pretty much anything thing um, into my mind all the time. I can so resonate with everything you just said. I mean, my God, Audible. I mean, that's my, before Audible, I did not read. I am not kidding. And that was just, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years. I was like 47, 48 when I first started reading. So that's eight, nine years ago. I didn't read hardly at all until starting nine years ago. And thank God, uh, my mentor pointed out this thing called Audible. I didn't know it existed. And I said, what is that? Because he was walking around with headphones. You know, I was at his place. We did a weekend uh, at his place working and getting stuff done, some training. Next morning, he's walking around with headphones. Hey, Mel, what are you listening to? He's like, "Um, well, me? Oh, it's, a, it's a book. I said, what? You're listening to a book? Tell me about that. <laughs> and so I started listening. like, oh, my God, I love this. If I read a book, open book, a regular physical book, I get tired. I get I get my eyes just get strained and I don't ever finish a book. That's why I never read. Now it's like plowing through them just the way you said, like in the car, number one right there. What else are you going to do? Yeah, you can listen to music. I do on occasion. Sure. Mix it up. But all that time you're in the car is valuable time that you could be listening to. Uh, great, great books. And they have a bookmark feature. You can tap the phone without being, you know, without endangering anybody. It's right there. It's like turning the dial on our old radio back in the day. You just tap it and say, oh, I like that point. So you can go back to that bookmark later. It's awesome. So yeah, great, great resource. Thank you for reinforcing that and bringing that up because a lot of people can uh, really uh, benefit from that. Especially if you don't feel like you have time to read, because sometimes that is what limits me just yes. being so busy all the time. And I have, you know, it's like, gosh, I really want to read that. It sounds so interesting. And it's just great that you can just pull it up on your phone and listen to it whenever you want. Um, I, I actually suggest to a lot of my clients that that aren't avid readers. And a lot of the times it's because they have ADHD or something mm -hmm. neurological going on. I always tell them to just get it on Audible. And it's it's just kind of a relief because then you don't have to make the time. And it's not like, you know, there's no pressure. You can just listen for as long as you want. And it's I love it. Yeah. And then, you know, they also have a rewind feature. So you just like turning the pages back. If there, there's times I've caught myself drifting, you know, in thought I'm like, oh, wait, he's talking he or she. They're talking about something pretty good here. What did I miss? And I'll hit the 30 second rewind. Right. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And it's so convenient. And literally, you could walk around anywhere with headset on and listen. Uh, you could do this in the grocery store. I mean, my gosh, how many places could you do this? This is this is amazing. Uh, so a huge resource right there. You have Rachel to thank for giving you that uh, tidbit, that great bit of information. And even if you're aware of it and you're not yet listening to books, when would now be the right time to do that? Mm. Yes. 
So, uh, so the show is mind body business. So we've covered a little bit about mind. I love, I love mindset and now body. Uh, like I was saying on the opening of uh, people that are successful tend to take care of themselves a bit better than those who are not as successful. Uh, when it comes to physical fitness, uh, for you, Rachel, and, you know, personally and in your business, how important is it to you? How, what is it, what kind of role does it play in your life? So physical fitness is so important if you want to be a professional organizer and especially mm. if you're dealing with excessive amount of clutter, it's not as glamorous as it is on TV. You see like, you know, like a giant horde and then the next screen pans in and it's all <laughs> neatly organized. I mean, every single piece of everything literally has to be picked up and boxed or bagged and hauled. So a lot of times we feel like glorified, like junk haulers for a moment, especially on a big job where it's, you know, nothing like aluminum cans, you know, you're literally oh, wow. just hauling them <laughs> to the dump, you know, so it's, it's, you have to be in physical shape. And when I hire people, I always make sure that they don't have any ailments and that they can, you know, bend, lift, stoop. Uh, reach. There's so many things that you're doing. Sometimes you're kneeling on the ground and going underneath a couch to pull a bunch of, you know, debris out. And so you really have to be in good shape to be a professional organizer. And it's, it's something that a lot of people don't realize because it looks so fun on TV or people just love all the pretty label making. But the actual work is really hard physical labor. You know, a banker's box of books is incredibly heavy. You wouldn't even believe. And if you're carrying them all day long up and down stairs and bringing them to the client and then lifting them back up, I, I can't stress how important physical fitness is professionally um, when you're a, a professional organizer. And I've, I've had people, I recently hired someone in the beginning of the year and she's just lost a bunch of weight and she wasn't even heavy to begin with, but it's something that you really have to be aware of and you need to prepare for, we do a lot of stretching. Um, so professionally, it's incredibly important. Personally, this is the best shape I've ever been in. I'm 40 now. And when I was 20, I was like really skinny and, you know, cute, whatever, but not strong. And I'm super proud of myself at just how strong I am now. And it's really from work. I actually, I don't have a gym membership. It's kind of, I call it a, a perk, a free perk at work is you could just, you're working out all day long. And so if you're on one of my big jobs, it's pretty guaranteed that you're going to shed some weight or gain some muscle. And I've just been so lucky to have a job that keeps me in check. But, you know, even if you're just decluttering at home and you're watching it, it's great exercise. Uh, and, and even my clients don't realize just how much exercise you get when you're bending and reaching and sorting. It's, it's a lot of physical work. And then personally, like you were saying, eating good food. I mean, I am very uh, all about organic. I like clean eating. It's important to me that my son and I eat well. I grew up <laughs> with like, you know, maple syrup sandwiches and like fried eggs and just really <laughs> cheap cheap. Um, and I might talk about that later, but just my childhood is pretty rough. So something that makes me feel really good is like eating a super healthy organic meal. <laughs> yeah, definitely finish off strong. And my gosh, yeah, physical fitness, uh, 
is so vitally important. And it's like, I like to say the mind and body are a team. And more importantly, they are your team. Uh, some will spend all of their time working on their mindset, which is a good thing. And, but at the neglect of their body, which is not a good thing. And they are, they are you, they are both you and they do work in tandem. And one feeds off the other. If your body isn't feeling good, are you going to perform well during your day of working for clients of doing what you're doing? If your body is in great shape, but you haven't worked on your mindset and you're not looking for opportunities rather than looking at circumstances and letting those control your attitude versus letting your attitude dictate your circumstances and they go together and what's going through in the mind. Like if you're depressed, take a look at your body posture. You're all covered down and your head's down. I mean, they're all connected. You cannot literally be depressed or unhappy. If you look up, you can't, you will stop crying. It's amazing. Uh, so the mind and body, are, they're very, very intertwined and just take care of them both. Uh, police and then you'll be just like rachel here you know firm fit fabulous and a thriving business to boot and also what she's doing is setting an example she's mentioned her son a couple of times her son's watching kids are like sponges so if you have kids if you have anyone you love that's near you that's watching just know they are <laughs> they're watching and whatever you do good or bad oftentimes they will mimic that behavior so how are you impacting others with your own actions or inactions? And again, this is not to shame anyone. It's just to ask the questions of yourself. And if there's room for improvement, then take that action and improve. If there's not, then fantastic. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> Sir Simmons LA from is coming on from Periscope. Thanks for that. That was that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. So uh also talked about um in, in a moment, uh Rachel, if you don't mind, I would like to learn more about specifically what it is you do for clients in just a moment. Uh right before we do that, I would like to touch on skill sets when it comes to business. And no matter where you are in a business, you or anyone else in general, uh, there are skill sets that you have mastered that you're really banging on all cylinders. You're, you're crushing it in those and you're looking to develop perhaps better in those skill sets or even new ones. For you right now, Rachel, where you are today, if you were to tell somebody, um, because those are your strong ones, what would you say are the top three skills that are necessary to become a successful entrepreneur like you are? I think the, the first skill, um, it, and this is something that I share with people that I'm mentoring is to know your worth. I mm. know when you first start out, it's, you kind of go through an imposter syndrome where, you know, for instance, am I really a professional organizer? Should I charge what professional organizers charge? Should I call myself that? You know, you have all these doubts. And if you're just starting out, especially in this kind of business, it's it's highly competitive. People are charging really well here in the Bay Area. So you're not doing yourself any favors by lowballing yourself or bringing, you know, the cost, the market down or anything. So I always tell people to charge what the going rate is. You have to really be confident and you have to get over the imposter sy syndrome and know exactly what you're worth and not 
not be afraid to charge it and not be afraid to get turned down if someone says it's too expensive. Because I've found just from experience that the jobs that I've taken on where I, I didn't feel like I was being compensated well, never turned out the way that I wanted to. There, I never was able to invest all of my energy into it. The client wasn't as well because they had haggled and maybe pulled out some services that I had highly recommended. And it's, it doesn't feel good. So I, I, number one, definitely know your worth. And number two would be hustle. And I love that. I saw that in your intro and it's such a, I don't know, an overused word, but you have to hustle when you're an entrepreneur, you have to get up early or stay up late or drive across, you know, the San Francisco bridge in the middle of traffic to go do an estimate. You've got to hustle and you've got to hustle harder than all of your competitors. And that's definitely what I do. If you've ever worked with me or have followed me on any of social media. I mean, I'm at the landfill, I'm at the building department, I'm at code enforcement, I'm at the police station, I'm constantly hustling. And so that that's definitely a, a skill set that I would encourage people to take on. And then growth, kind of we touched on that a little bit earlier, growth would be my third top skill for being a successful entrepreneur is constantly learning more things, always growing and and always trying to improve and, and learning and, and taking your mistakes more as lessons, but you've got to keep growing. And as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've had all sorts of setbacks. I've tried all sorts of things. I mean, I've sold essential oils. I've done it. I mean, things that have not succeeded at all, but you just keep growing. You know, maybe this didn't work. What else can work? You know, maybe I wasn't good enough at this and maybe I should learn more things to do my podcast better. Maybe I should learn more about seasonal affective disorder because my clients have it. So you always want to constantly grow, whether you're reading, listening to podcasts, learning from other people. I love emulating successful people, but mm. you've got to constantly grow. And I think people plateau and, um, and, and that's just a disservice to them and to their clients because there's, so, you can learn, you know, until the day you die. And that's how I plan to live my life. Oh my goodness. I hope, you know what? I got writer's cramp and that, that's a good thing. Cause look, I don't ever tell anyone or recommend people do anything that I personally don't do. And I'm, I'm like running this whole doggone show and taking notes like a madman because this young lady is so astute. Obviously she's been through it. She understands it. She knows it. So all you have to do is listen to it. She said, emulate. I was just about fell out of my chair with excitement. I always say model, model success, emulate success. All you have to do is listen not just listen to Rachel. Now you have, hopefully you wrote these notes down. If you didn't and you're watching this show on a video, rewind it and listen again. If you're listening on a podcast, rewind it and listen again and then take notes, then take action and implement everything she just said. Those three skill sets, those three keys right there, know your worth. Oh, that's a big one especially for people just starting out. You're, oh my gosh, we so underestimate and undervalue our own skills and think, and I did this, right? Uh, I thought, oh, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this live show. Anybody can do this high quality thing. And and it's like, who am I? And, and then I hear people after person after person come to me and say, can you show me how to do what you do? I'm like, wow, really? Is it is it really? There's a need? Okay. Uh, so value worth, that's, that's huge. Don't undersell yourself. Like Rachel said it perfectly. When she did, it didn't feel good. Guess what's going to happen to the job, the, the result, the outcome, the, the relationship with that person. 
for future business. It's not going to be good. Hustle. Oh, yes. I love that one. Work. Hustle harder than your competitors. Uh, how about hustle harder than you did yesterday? Ooh, like hustle. Could, your competitor could be you. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. uh, growth. Uh, huge, huge. I mean, look, she picked up a book in a library and thought, you know what? This might up my game for presenting skills. She's a product of the product. She didn't just say this to say, you know, to be a talking head on a show. She embodies everything she is talking about. And why I'm saying all this is, look, model success right here. Listen to proven recipe for success. How many recipes do you need for a successful cake? How many? Just one. doesn't matter what kind of cake it is. As long as you have that recipe that you know is proven, that results in a successful, like a good tasting, great textured cake that, you know, the most of the population likes. Not everybody's going to like every cake, right? But it's a successful cake if you are able to follow the recipe. So you get the recipe. Those are your notes. And then you follow those directions and you take action. You turn on the oven. You mix the, the ingredients in the bowl. I've never made one, so I don't even know if I'm doing this right. And then you uh, you stick that whatever it is in a pan and uh, let it go for a while. And I hope it's a, a very healthy vegan cake or something like that, by the way. Uh, but we're having fun. Uh, so fantastic. My gosh, I'd go on forever about this. This is, oh, setbacks. Oh, so it's a great book uh, by Willie Jolly. Uh, he's a... Uh, an understudy or was of Les Brown, who was on this show about a month ago. I was like, that was awesome. But he has a great book and throughout it, he says, a setback is a setup for a comeback. That is mindset right there. That is powerful and flexible mindset. I mean, that's the epitome of it right there. When you said setback, like, oh, I love this. Love this. Fantastic. So what I want to do is... Um, kind of segue into you, what you do, like, what is your uh, ideal client? You know, in, in business circles, we call it, what is your avatar? What is that uh, ideal person that you work with that you love to help and serve that you're very successful at doing? And then what exactly do you do for them? Uh, you mentioned some of it, I'm sure, but is there more to it than what you've uh, said so far? Well, my, my ideal client is somebody that has just even the smallest little tang of wanting to change. You don't have to completely want to get rid of everything you own, but somebody that has a lot of stuff, um, things that are important and not important, and they are overwhelmed and they don't really know what to do with things. Maybe they should donate it or sell um, that's the kind of client I like helping people that understand they need to downsize and that are willing to make a change. And it could be small changes. It could be just a tiny change. It could be just thinking about wanting to make a change. That would be my ideal client. It gets a little difficult when I'm in a situation where people aren't prepared or it's forced on them. So my ideal client would be somebody that contacted me themselves, not their family members, not the police, um, but contacted me themselves and said, I am overwhelmed with my clutter and I want to make a change. And so that's my perfect client, man, woman, uh, it, age, race, gender, it's, it clutter affects everybody. So just somebody that is willing to make a change. Fantastic. And then, well, I'm sorry. The second question 
Yeah. What, what exactly is it that you do for people? I mean, is it more than what you've already stated? Um, or if it, if it fits, go into a story. I'm sure you have some amazing stories about uh, your past guests and your experiences. I'm sure people would be curious to learn, like what was the most uh, horrific one you saw maybe, or whatever comes to mind. Yes. Yes. So in general, I find typically I'm helping people identify whether they really, really like an object or if they feel okay with letting it go, whether it's recycling, whether it's a donation, but people really need help figuring out what they should keep and what they should give away. And mm. so I, I like to help them by asking them a lot of questions so that they can learn how to make these decisions on their own. So I find myself asking questions like, when's the last time you used this item? Or have you ever sewn before? And do you really need 15 boxes of fabric if you've never even sewn before? And so, but, and not even in a, an antagonistic way, just, just in a very realistic way. I'm asking the questions that, that need to be asked in a very non-judgmental way. And people really need help with understanding what donation centers will take. That's a huge one. They go, well, I have a book. Where does it go? I don't want it anymore. Does the donation center take it? And I say, yes, they take books. They take this, they take that. Let's prepare it for the donation center. So a lot of people are actually willing to let go of things. They just have no idea where it goes or how to get it there, or perhaps they're disabled. So another thing that I do, and a lot of organizers do, but we take away the donations or the, the recycling or the electronic waste or whatever it is and, and handle that part of, of spreading it out into the community for the person so that they don't feel like they're left with, you know, 16 bags of clothing that they have to haul to Goodwill. So a lot of what I do is helping people understand how to sort and how to make those kind of decisions and then how to get them ready to go out of the house. I mentioned in, in my bio that I do extreme cleaning. So here's another opposite. Um, so that's kind of on a smaller level. I, I go into really big jobs where people have been hoarding human diapers um, for decades or, or as long as poise pads have been out or, or whatever they're stashing. And um, so I, I go into a lot of kind of biologically scary jobs. There's, you know, I'm in a hazmat outfit. I'm oh. um, re removing bags of diapers and they're really heavy. And yeah. um, it's, it's a whole thing when you feel how heavy three <laughs> adult diapers are in a bag. It kind of, or like pee bottles. That's, that's a, a common oh. one. Like people <laughs> pee in bottles and then you have to like get rid of them. And so they're like sloshing. I know this is kind of, but no, I mean, so then there's the extreme cleaning end of it where I offer, you know, non-judgmental, like, okay, you've been pooping in Home Depot orange buckets or in your bathtub. I see that a lot. People's toilets break and then they start pooping in their bathtubs. So I, we, usually me, because I'm the bravest one <laughs> out of all of us, I'm usually like literally cleaning the poop out of the bathtub. So that could be a totally different hat that I wear. Um, and then 
one of my most favorite things are these large jobs. I really, really, really like to manage the large jobs and have people working with me, other organizers, junk haulers, mm. um, appraisers, you know, people that sell on eBay. I try and, and, and do kind of a team jobs. That's what we call them. And I really enjoy those. So sometimes I'm just going in and making sure my organizers have everything that they need. Do you need a Sharpie? Do you need tape? What do you need? Have you taken a break? And so I actually really enjoy that. I, I really love, and it's kind of creepy, but I do love everyone that works for me and trust them. And I think part of being a leader is allowing people to do their job and not micromanaging them and giving them credit the whole time and cheering them on the whole time. And then seeing them kind of rise as an entrepreneur and an individual. So I love mentoring other organizers. <laughs> I do a lot. So my day today has a lot that I do. Um, so I'm constantly, you know, giving guidance and, and I really like working on team jobs with other people. That makes me really happy. And I get to see my colleagues grow and I appreciate that. As far as jobs, the, the worst job and then that I've seen recently uh, was this year and it, uh, there were a hundred cats and unfortunately only 70 of them were alive. And so there were literally, and I, I don't want to go too much, but there are like literally litters of kittens that had dehydrated in the home wow. altogether. I mean, it just, so I go into some really nasty, gnarly situations where you really have to take incredibly good care of yourself outside of the job and, um, and during, you know, jobs like that, I'm constantly taking breaks, drinking a lot of water, going to take a walk, making sure that all the organizers are doing the same thing because they're really heavy duty and they can keep you up at night. I've had jobs where kids are like climbing over garbage and their little homework is like cat poops wow. on it. And, you know, it's just, it's sad, you know, when a five-year-old is climbing over trash to, you know, get something to eat out of the refrigerator. So I could wow. go on and on. <laughs> I'll bet. And I, it's like, I'm almost, I'm like in denial, like, wow. This really exists, huh? Obviously, it does. And it, it's more common than you would think. It really is. Wow, goodness sakes! But there were there were some really great things in there. Um, one takeaway I got was how you said that your um, ideal client, and that the one key that I picked up on that you said was, is one that's willing to make a change. And one of the things I've noticed by especially uh, people just starting out uh, in business. They are more of a scarcity mindset needing to make the buck. And so they will chase and hound and try to convince people that they need their services. I see this a lot and I have seen it a lot in network marketing industry uh, where they will go to all ends and continue to chase and hound. And that's why it's called the NFL, the no friends left club, because <laughs> they basically wear you out by it's some I'm not and it's network marketing. There's nothing wrong with it inherently. Uh, it's just, in my opinion, how some of the companies go about training their people on how to market, how to approach. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I love how you said that. So it's that's key for everyone listening. When you're going to when you're looking for clients, definitely put that as a, a priority. Make sure they are ready. Make sure they are willing. Uh, if you're convincing them, then that could go south really quick right after they come on board, right after they, they sign on the dotted line. 
if they're willing and ready, you're going to, the odds are you're going to have a great, great experience with them. And the odds are you'll probably get repeat business as a result. Uh, so just be uh, wary of that and try not to be a convincer. Just let them know what you do. If they say it's not for me, you can do some rebuttals, a little few objection handling, but let it go. Let it go because your time will be better spent going after those who do want and need your services. So that, that really stuck out to me when you said that willingness and yeah, that they want it hazmat. My gosh, I, that, I was just going crazy in a bathtub. Oh, man. Oh, I could. Oh, you are the brave one. Oh, uh, and you have a team. I would. I, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. That's, that's yours. You go. Do I it. joke <laughs> that it's just chocolate frosting. That it's what? I have a sick chocolate frosting. <laughs> I have a sick sense of humor, but yeah, I <laughs> I usually uh, am the bravest one and the one that has the strongest stomach. And so I know, I know as a business owner, so that's something I'm constantly working on is, is working less, you know, in the business and um, more on the business. Mm. But if I'm the one that has to do it, I totally will. I'm a team player. Well, see, that's the other, the other thing I wanted to bring up is you are a true leader because leaders will do the things that others won't, right? And when those that are being led see that, then they're inspired to do the same. So you're basically creating a culture of people who they're looking at you going, she's the owner of this thing and she's digging in. I mean, literally into what I would call, I can't, I, I got to say this, what I would call a crappy situation, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that go. That was just eating at me. I had to let that one out. Uh, no pun intended. So uh, <laughs> the other part I love is you you literally said, and you, I think you said you thought it was corny or something, but you love and trust your team. There's not, I mean, that's awesome. And I agree with that type of culture building, that kind of philosophy of leading, uh, because what happens when, and, and you said, don't micromanage and let them create. I was like, gosh, I think we were separated at birth sometime, Rachel, that we're just, you know, either that or you're, you know, we got a mother by another mother somewhere or your sister by another mister or something like that. I said the first one wrong. But anyway, <laughs> there's so many things in common because I love to positively reinforce my team. Uh, I've just been through both sides on both sides of the fence and negative reinforcement typically gets you nowhere. It just it just emits fear in those that work with you. Well, now they're working for you. I like to say they work with me and that we do this as a team and I give them guidance and say, go create. And I know that what they'll do is gonna be phenomenal. There might be a tiny adjustment here or there, but overall I'm gonna be giving them a big pat on the back, good job. And if you put everything you did, you could into it and it came out completely wrong, at least you put everything you could into it and we'll work on improving it. I'm okay with that. So, oh, yeah. so many things you said that are just phenomenal. Oh, thank you. I mean, only, be, you know, great minds think alike, they say. But what was I trying to say? Uh, sister by another mister. Brother by another mother. That was the other one. So sister by another mister. All right. Got it. So as I get sidetracked badly, my goodness, we're getting down to it. Uh, nine minutes to go. But, you know, we're Are not. We? All... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not a traditional, uh, you know, like terrestrial radio show where we literally have to <laughs> chop it at that moment. And that's what I love about it. So sometimes we go a few minutes over, but I do like to respect not only your times, especially also like to respect everyone who came to watch and know that this is an hour long show. Uh, time is something none of us ever get back. And uh, so I respect that to the utmost. But I hope everyone that's been watching and listening 
that your time has been well spent thus far? And I can only imagine that the answer is a resounding yes, because Rachel has brought it. She's she's coming out with both barrels blazing, full of value, full of great tips, full of nuggets. Everything she has been saying is so actionable that you can model. Here's what I implore upon you to do, and I, I've said this before, and that is to take action and put into action everything you're learning. And they say, repetition is the key to mastery. That's why I often repeat things. I uh, learned that not long ago, a few, uh, eight or nine years ago, and then thought, wow, okay, I'm okay with listening to something over and over. Rachel, have you ever read a book more than once, a, the same book? I have. I would have to say a lot of, I know it sounds, well, a lot of my hoarding books, um, especially when I was first starting out and just trying to make sure that I was doing everything that was emotionally responsible for people that are really, really going through it when we're doing these large projects. And so I've, I've read those inside and out, but for instance, uh, I listen to Tony Robbins podcast all the time and I've listened to the same ones over and over or Les Brown has a lot of really good Ooh. stuff on YouTube. Um, couple of compilations with Jim Rohn. I mean, those are probably on my, yeah, I just love to listen to, to, motivation, motivational speakers, people that are really excited to live life and to grow and to help others. So, so when, you, when you listen to something for the second, third or fourth time, is it exactly the same as it was the very first time in your experience? No, because I will be processing something I hear Les Brown say and relating it to my own life, therefore missing kind of what he says next. And then the next time I listen to it, I go, I didn't even hear that, but I, I've come to understand it's because I, I get a nugget and I'm writing things down while I'm driving on a post-it or something, and I, I just miss whatever comes after you know my revelation. And so then I, when I go back, it's like a, a whole new level of information. So I always am learning over the same programs. <laughs> yeah. So my my mentor, uh, Mel Cutler, he used to do a signature live event called Entrepreneur Revolution, two day event. I actually ended up being his lead trainer and trained a full day, a full half of his every event. And I listened to his path. He, he recorded one on CDs and he's just a genius entrepreneur. And he would sell those audios for people who wanted to who wanted repetition. Well, that was my training. And I listened to that. I can't tell you how many times over and over. And never, I mean, there were every single time, every single time without fail, I learned something new. And what it came down to was there was nothing different in the audio. It said the same exact thing every time. There was no scratch on the CDs, nothing like that. The only thing that changed in between each listening was me. And I was ready and open to the next step in a totally different way the next time I listened to it. And so the whole key was that to that was repetition is the key to mastery because you just grow even when you're absorbing the exact same, exact same information, you still have massive room for growth. I could go back and listen to it and find every time I listen to it continuing, I'll yeah. still find things now that I did not, it never came into my consciousness because I don't think I was ready for them. To be honest, it's the growth pattern. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So fantastic. Yes. All right. Wow. Four minutes till. This is crazy. I don't like this part, but we do have to bring it to an end at some point. And here's the thing, uh, Rachel, I love to end every show with a, a very deep question um, to you, to the guest. And it's very telling. It's very cool. 
it's also can be a bit personal. And I just love the responses I've gotten thus far. And it's been very, very intriguing. And right before we do that, I did promise everybody here that watched us live to the end that you would have the ability to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. And we're going to bring that up on the screen right now. So for those of you that I said, don't go clicking away and stuff and distracting yourself, you now have both Rachel and my express permission, if you're okay with this, Rachel, for them to pick up their phone, pick up your phone and pull up your texting app. Because what I'm about to put up on the screen and you're about to hear in the podcast is when you bring up your texting app, where you would normally type in the name of the person you are going to send that message to, instead type in this phone number, 314-665-1767. Now, if you don't have your phone readily available, I implore you to get a piece of paper and take this down and do it right after the show's over. 314-665-1767. And then down where you would type in your message, you know, where you would include those emojis and things. No emojis here. Instead, type in the word peak, P-E-A-K, then dash or hyphen, and then vacation. No spaces in between. So peak dash vacation. And again, put in the phone number 314-665-1767. Type in peak vacation in the message area and then tap that little send icon and you will be entered to win. And then follow the instructions that ensue because it will respond to you automatically. It's an automated system and it will then ask you for your email address so you can uh, officially be entered because we need your email address to get the information to the winner. Isn't that cool? So go ahead and do that right now. Do it quick because Rachel's waiting for that big question and we want to not make her wait any longer because she's probably going, what the heck is he going to ask me now? Yeah. Jeez. He just keeps building this thing up. <laughs> um, before we do that, um, now nah, let's do this now. Let's do the questions because stay with us after the question. It's not over right then because uh, Rachel will then um, provide a way for you to reach out to her. Maybe you need help. Maybe you know somebody that needs help that you could uh, refer to her. Reach out to Rachel directly and say, I have somebody. This is their situation. Would they be a fit? That would save everybody a lot of time, potentially. Uh, so we'll do that right after this really cool question. So, Rachel, about this cool question, well, there's one thing about it. Well, there's two things. One thing is there is no such thing as a wrong answer. It doesn't exist. So whoosh, any pressure goes off, but you're still like curious as heck. I know it. There is no such thing as a wrong answer. In fact, number two is the exact opposite is the case is the only correct answer is your answer. That is exactly what makes it a personal question. So that's as deep as we go personal-wise. So don't worry about that. We're not going anywhere crazy on the personal side. So given that, are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, a bit. Fantastic. All right, here we go. Rachel Seavey, how do you define success? I define success as being able to provide for myself and my son. I'm a single mom, grew up poor. Like I said, I had a bipolar mother, very rough childhood. And 
just knowing that I'm able to take care of him in the way that he deserves. He's got good clothing. We live in a nice neighborhood. He goes to a good school, all things that I never had as a child. Mm -hmm. So I, I really am grateful for just being able to provide and not have to depend on anyone except for myself. And I, I just feel successful, even though I could be doing a lot of other things and that I'm dreaming about. But right now, I just feel really successful being a great mom and knowing that I'm nothing like my mom. And professionally, that's personally. And then professionally, I, I just love when people come to me as an expert. To me, that's success. It feels really good when I'm called on as an expert, like on your show. It does feel really good. So I just, I just count everything as a success. But those are things I'm really grateful for. I just count everything as success. Powerful, powerful. That epitomizes the positive mindset of this young lady right here who has overcome a lot, who has been through a lot, who just wants something better for her son than she had. I mean, that that tugs on the heartstrings right there. And then just to be just to be thought of as an expert. I mean, look at look at this amazing beauty that's coming from her as far as what is her definite definition of success. And here's the thing. Uh. Rachel, you know, it's it's a, it blows my mind. I've done, I don't know, I'm over 110 shows. I don't know where I'm at anymore. I've lost count. No two people yet have answered that question the same way. Can you believe that? It's it's amazing. And it's yeah. never money-centric, ever. No, never. You know, it's like one did discuss or brought up the topic of money and then really refined the answer to say it was about what the freedom it gave them. And it was the real reason was liberation, uh, the success for that person. But it was never the core reason. And no one ever just says money. It's when I make my first million or when I have that big mansion on the hill or, you know, the Ferrari in the front yard and the driveway or whatever. It's never that. And that's the thing about this show. I love bringing on people like you because I'm bringing on successful entrepreneurs. Those that have not reached success tend to be more scarcity mindset wise, scarcity in the mindset. And more money centric at that time. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Please don't get that wrong. For those of you watching and listening, we've all been through that. Okay. We've all been through that. Uh, the beauty about this show is you now get to see how to get to the level you are seeking to get to. All you have to do is listen to Rachel C. Write down the notes, model it, which means copy it, which means emulate it. And then watch your success grow. And guess what? It doesn't happen overnight. Be ready to invest serious, serious time, effort. And that's all you need to do. Follow the recipe and just be serious about it. And you will, you'll see success. Just stick with it. Before we say good night to everyone, uh, Rachel, I wanted to give them a way to connect with you. I actually brought up your website. I didn't even tell you about this before. It's a little surprise. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, is, uh, is this the way they can get best get in touch with you? Is that, that through is your website? Way. That is the best way. Fantastic. So head on over to collectorcare.com. You see that on the screen right now, collectorcare. So for you listening, that's C-O-L-L-E-C-T-O-R, care, which is C-A-R-E.com, collectorcare. She collects anything, I'll tell you, and then and then gets rid of it. She doesn't keep it. Oh, she's not a hoarder herself. That's not what she's in this for. <laughs> I hope she's not keeping some of that stuff we were just talking about. And 
So there you see a phone number and you actually also see an opt-in form. So you can also fill that out to reach out to her. So again, if you know somebody that may need help, maybe you don't, or you know, you want to pose as you are somebody else, maybe you're a little embarrassed. That's I'm sure that happens too. No problem. Just get in touch with Rachel and you can tell what a wonderful, amazing young woman she is, that she is there for you to help you. She loves to serve. She loves to give uh, and, and basically solve any issues you have when it comes to getting organized and getting decluttered and just changing your life. And she will also help you in the mindset area to help you so that you don't just empty the place and then it gets all filled right back up because she's an expert. She knows what she's doing. And most importantly, above all, she's an expert and she knows how to do this. She's done it many times. Rachel, if you were to give one tip, one piece of advice to close out this show for someone who's looking to get into business, they're, they're really um, eager. They want it. They think they want to become an entrepreneur and knowing what you know and what you've been through, what would be the biggest piece of advice you could give anyone that is looking to venture out into this wonderful world called entrepreneurship? I would suggest to hire a coach in whatever specialty you're looking to be. So if you want to be an organizer, there are a lot of coaches out there that help organizers get started. If you want to be a real estate agent, I would hire a coach that would help you build your business. Um, I'm always hiring coaches for different things. And, and I've, I've found it so helpful. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. It's well worth the money. It's a business write-off. And you're basically, you know, people have gone through 10 years of trial and error and they're sharing it with you. And it just saves you a lot of time. So I say hire a coach on anything that you want to do entrepreneurial. <laughs> I, I, my gosh, another absolute gem. And I've done the same. I've hired coaches. Don't go it alone. Don't reinvent the wheel. Get, get out of your ego. Get away from your ego and get help. And get people like Rachel who know what they're doing that can help you. Um, and you know, who have been through it, who have the experience, who know exactly what it is that you're going through and how to help you get past it. And yes, Sir Simmons LA says, I believe success is within you. Yeah, success is a very interesting uh topic because it is it is so it is personal. It's based on everyone's own experience where they are today. You know what what I call success today would not be what I called it 10 years ago. It's it's always changing, ebb and flow. And that's what I love. I love that about being an entrepreneur. I love that about life. It's different every single day. And the definition of success is no different. And Rachel, I cannot say enough how much I appreciate you for coming on the show tonight. All things they say must come to an end, all good things. And uh, this one was way more than good. I appreciate you. It was great. For everyone that's been watching and listening, we appreciate you for coming on and sticking with us to the end. Can't wait to see all those entries for that grand, that big prize. And uh, until next Thursday, that's it for this show. On behalf of this amazing young lady, Rachel CV, I am Brian Kelly, your host for the Mind Body Business Show. That is it for this evening. We will see you again next week. So long and be blessed, everybody. Goodbye now. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.